invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. Hello, everybody. This is Jeffrey Cloninger and Kelly Grosslogs. Welcome to Conversations with Kelly. We have a special edition of the Conversations with Kelly podcast today. It's pretty cool, although I don't think Kelly agrees with the cool factor of she's in Minneapolis and I'm in Chicago, so we're not together in the studio. So that part's kind of uncool. But what's yeah, I, I agree. It's pretty cool is that we get to do this anyway and record, and we're using Zoom and new technology, and we're making it work. This is different. Like I feed off your energy when we're together in the studio. Yeah, it's totally different. Blah. We want to come to our listeners today. Because Thanksgiving is this week, and I have been hearing from several of you, as well as being contacted for multiple interviews um, to talk about COVID, isolation, loneliness, and the holidays. And as we all know here in the States, it's going to look different this Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we're not sure yet about Christmas and Hanukkah. we got to wait, right? Like right now, we're in the now. And so the upcoming holiday is what I want to talk about um, for folks today. I don't have magic answers per se, but I do have some suggestions on um, ways to hopefully navigate this time of a lot of uncertainty, a lot of sadness, and a lot of grief. Yeah, that's a great topic. What's the overarching question you're getting right now from people about this? Well, I'm, I'm hearing from several people about what are ways we can still connect during this time and just, just profound sadness over not being able to see people. You know, we're, we're in month eight right now of COVID isolation and in different states. I know many of you that are listening are from all over actually the world But right now in the United States, it's, you know, we have rules based state by state. In Minnesota, we happen to be in a four-week lockdown right now um, where several of our our gyms, our indoor dining, different facilities are closed. And so people are feeling less and less connected. And it's becoming, you know, there's, there's definitely a mental health component to this. And one of the things that we were looking very forward to, I think, in the original part of this is that we expected that at this point, Jeffrey, in the year, we would be in a different place. And so when expectations are set and not met, and that's across the board in life, we get very disappointed. We can get very depressed. And grief then tends to be kind of the overriding factor because we had a connection to an idea, a plan, a thought, and now that's not going to come true. And so we experience deep loss, um, deep grief. And that, you know, what I want to say to people today is, is allow that. Don't judge that. You know, I'm hearing from people, well, I can't believe I'm so upset about this. It's not like somebody died. Um, that's true that, you know, that may be true in your life, but it doesn't negate the fact that you're having these feelings. Yeah. And don't you think that we're all kind of feeling everybody else's loss too, not just our own? 
It's so excellent point. It's just collective across not even the United States, the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, and I think because for people that have done what the CDC has recommended and for many of us that have tried our best to, you know, wear masks, keep our distance, not gather in large groups, wash our hands, do whatever we can do. I think we're feeling, or at least I'm hearing from people that they're feeling kind of defeat. Like I've done all this and it hasn't gotten us anywhere. And, you know, I think without going political on this, I think the the thing to say is that we don't know where we'd be at if the majority of the country hadn't done these things. So um, if you're feeling defeat, I feel that with you. Um, I'm really sad that this holiday season is not going to be traditionally what it's been in the past because we as humans we rely on tradition we love expect you know we love certainty and traditions bring certainty and so i think that that is a really valid thing to be sad about i want to say though that keep doing what is recommended of us and now we're taking it a step further where we're asked not to be gathering indoors. Um, do I have anger about it? I have anger about it only in the sense of I'm sad we're, we're at this place where this many people have died. Do I have anger like you're taking away my rights? No, I don't have that because I'm thinking of the collective like you talked about. I'm thinking of the collective. And personally, I want the holidays that come in December to look better. Yeah, I think a lot of people have taken that approach, and I think it's a good one. The hope, of course, is that it is better in December, and we, unfortunately, we won't know that until we get there, which underscores what I think you're saying is we have to be present in this moment as Mm -hmm. hard as it is, uh, and looking to the past and looking to the future, there's nothing else but but right now, and many aspects of right now kind of stink. On the other hand, I know for me, like I canceled my trip to Minneapolis. I would have been sitting in your home right now. We probably I know. would have been recording I know. this on a on a MacBook together, though in <laughs> in the safety of your home. Um, yeah. You know, but I've had to change my expectations. I had a long conversation with my family about it. Um, a long conversation in my family, by the way, is about ninety seconds, and um, <laughs> I love them. But um, but we made the decision that I should stay home, and it's just the right thing to do, you know, for for yeah. us. And we can't, of course, tell anybody else what to do. But I think looking at what's going on, it does make the most sense, and it is well, hard. And it, exactly, and I, you know, what I've been telling everybody is you have to make the best decision for you and your family. There's no judgment per se. I think though that many people want it to look different um, for the next holiday season. And this is what science is telling us, right? And so, but with that, as I've talked about many times, you and I have talked about this often on this podcast, is that concept of both and. And so we can both be really upset about this and feel really sad about it and still follow what we're being recommended to follow. And so I, I want people to first and foremost acknowledge whatever they're feeling around it. Maybe some people are relieved that these guidelines have been put in place because they were feeling anxious about, about traveling. Yeah. And I've talked with fam, I've talked with people where the families have 
been upset, made fun of them, you know, ridiculed them, minimized their feelings, and it, it created a lot of strife within the family. And so this might be a relief for some people. So I have a question. So we've we've talked a little bit about the changes that many of us are being forced to make right now um, mm-hmm. with good reason. What are some things that we can do to make this a little easier, especially with regard to, let's just talk about Thanksgiving. I mean, it's right around the corner. So, you know, one of the things that I've actually been recommending to people, and we might do this in my family, is rescheduling the holiday for another day. There's no set rule that it has to happen on this, you know, on the 26th of November, um, that maybe when things calm down, that we can reschedule Thanksgiving. So that's one thing. Just be creative. You know, maybe maybe you reschedule it. You have a family gathering in January and you make the traditional food that you would normally make. In the meantime, I do recommend that you somehow connect that day with people, that you have a touch point with other human beings. There are a lot of things available to us, whether it's Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, phone calls, texting, whatever that may be, to at least have a touch point with somebody. You know, there's there's a lot of cool Zoom things that are going to be happening um, where people are going to gather at five o'clock. They're going to have a toast and they're going to eat their meal together on Zoom. Is it the same? No. Um, I certainly don't say any of this to diminish that it's not the same, mm-hmm. but it's still a touch point. And I think that that is really important so, and, and for those people that live alone or that, you know, are struggling in grief, whatever that may be, please reach out to them this holiday season, because for people that live alone in particular, I think it can be very isolating um, and very scary when you start thinking about, okay, we're not supposed to integrate different households together. So what does that mean? Does that mean I have to be alone on the holiday, whatever that may be? And I, I am always amazed when somebody reaches out to me just to say, Hey, just checking on you or just reaching out to say, I'm thinking of you or happy Thanksgiving or whatever it may be, how connected I can feel to that person, even though they're not in the room. Yeah. And you know, one of the things you've often said is it only takes one person, Mm -hmm. you know, so for those who are alone, you don't need to find 20 other people to spend a holiday with. Right. Exactly, Jeffrey. And, that's, that's so true. And, and in fact, the introvert in me says, I would prefer like half to one person, like mm-hmm. one half, <laughs> half of a person. And if I'm in a really extroverted mood, maybe just one person. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. But, you know, I, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that it has to be some big event. Right. And it doesn't. Right. It really doesn't. And, and some of my favorite Thanksgivings and, and Christmases even have been those that I've spent with very, very few people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you bring up a really good point about our expectations. And again, what we talked about. And, and you know, I want to be sensitive to the people that are listening that are facing the end of their life. And this may very well be their last holiday. Um, I I work with many of you. And I know many of you, and I want to be sensitive that rescheduling and doing it at a time where it's safer is a privilege to have that mindset, and that for people listening that may only have, you know, weeks to months to live, that that isn't necessarily something that's going to be an option. 
then I think people have to weigh the risk and the benefit um, if that's the situation you're in. And how do we get creative about really connecting and being mindful again of the risk of exposure um, versus the benefit of, of seeing people. And so that is, again, that's something I can't make the decision for people and I certainly wouldn't judge, but I do wanna just point out that I, I realize that it is a privilege to be able to say that, like, well, why don't we just reschedule for February? Or why don't we just reschedule for March? We'll have a family gathering or a group of friends. And so my heart does go out to those that are terminally, imminently at the end of their life that um, this could certainly bring on many, many layers of sadness. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, they've already, many of you have already had to miss your spring break with your kids. You've had to miss your summer family reunions. You've had to maybe miss your last birthday. And so I have great empathy for that. And in particular for those people, I think it's going to be important that there's some kind of connection. There's drive-by Thanksgivings that I'm hearing people talk about. Some family members are sitting out in their driveway and then, okay, at two o'clock, everybody's going to drive by and we're going to honk and, or we're going to meet in a parking lot and we're going to have our cars, you know, six feet apart, but we're going to roll our windows down and we're all going to bring our food and we're going to eat together. I mean, there's so many different stories that I'm hearing that are quite creative. The one thing I know is that we can be very complicit and kind of take for granted our traditions, right? Like, well, we always go over to yep. so-and-so's house yep. and that's just what we do. And this year we have an opportunity to be more intentional about when we connect and how we connect. And so having said that, there can actually be something very special about this time as well. That's a great point. You know, for those who are out there who don't have the luxury of getting on a Zoom call or doing a FaceTime mm -hmm. on a smartphone, you've also reminded me of another technique you've used with some patients when they're saying goodbye is writing letters to one another. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mm -hmm. think just the simple act of doing something like writing a letter, yes, it's not in person per se, but you might have an opportunity to get down on paper your thoughts of gratitude using the Thanksgiving holiday as an example. Yeah, and, that's beautiful. And you can do it both ways, right? If, if I'm at home and I'm unfortunately not able to get out, I can write a, a, a note to all, all my family members. And then likewise, and then maybe, then the celebration becomes when you get that letter. Mm -hmm. Right. No, that, that is so beautiful. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually something I recommended on one of the interviews I was that I did yesterday. And that is kind of start like almost a pen pal situation within the families because writing letters is a lost art. And again, for some people that maybe don't have the energy to write a whole letter, how about a card? It's, it's basically, I'm thinking of you. I love you. I appreciate you. And it's those messages. And isn't that what this, this truly is about anyways? Yeah. And so I, but I, I want people to be very mindful of that. We have an opportunity here to be intentional about why we do things, how we do things. And there is a lot of sadness and there's opportunity here as well. Huge, get, huge opportunity. Huge, huge opportunity. And maybe it's like, I wouldn't have called that cousin, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, can I call you at three on Thanksgiving? And do you have a half hour? And so we're going to talk on the phone and there's maybe things that you're going to get to connect with that cousin because it's just one-on-one, -on -one. just, you know, you and the cousin are talking versus in a whole room where it's chaotic, 
kids, animals, whatever. And everything's just kind of like, hey, how have you been? Good. How are you? This is like much more of an intentional one-on-one conversation. So we do have opportunities on the day if we're all going to be in our respected places, our respected homes. Maybe we go back to like old-fashioned phone calls. Um, yeah. I mean, we we still do it in my family because my mom and dad are not on the face place, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Um, and so what happens is usually after we eat at some point the phone rings and it's my aunt Jean calling and we play past hmm. the past the phone right and when mm-hmm. i was a kid i was such an introvert that i never wanted to talk to anybody um Aww. i know i am really revealing a lot about my intro, introversion here on today's <laughs> episode but um now it's kind of fun right so and it's just it's some random thing and you pass it off to whoever's standing next to you. And obviously this year is going to be a little bit different. The pass offs are going to be very few and far between, but mm-hmm. those calls are still important and they're they're easy to do. And like you said about even writing a card, it doesn't have to be a long thing. It's not a Herculean effort. No, that's such a good point. And you know, so back to allow yourself to express and feel whatever you're feeling about this. And it's also okay if you're relieved. I mean, it's you know, I think the thing is we come at this from everybody's sad. And I mean, the majority of the people I've talked with are sad, but I also know that there's several people out there that are relieved. Um, there may be difficult dynamics in a family, or again, they may be living with an immunocompromised situation and they didn't want to be the one to say, I'm not coming, you know? And so whatever you feel is, is just absolutely okay. And what I also want to recommend people do is stay in this holiday time. We don't have to agree or plan for what's coming next in terms of what holiday is next. I'm hoping it looks different. I'm hope I'm actually hopeful it will be um, because people have gotten really, they, they, they appear to be very mindful right now. And many that I've talked to almost everybody that I've talked to is scaling back who's going to be in their home or completely canceling it altogether. What is it that you'd like to leave our listeners with today as we enter the official holiday season? Well, I am hoping that people will look to conversations with Kelly as one of their touch points. We wanted to reach out to you today to let you know that you are not alone. And we are certainly acknowledging that there is a lot of loss that comes with not being able to experience these holidays in the ways that we want to. I am hoping also for people that maybe you take time on Thursday to write things that you are grateful for. As our friend Judy Erdahl said in her documentary, that when you're fearful or when you're upset about something, think about something you're grateful for because gratitude washes away fear And I know that many are living in fear that it's going to be like this next month and the month after and the month after. And right now we're in this moment. And so just a reminder to come back to the now and be very intentional about how you outreach and how you connect on, on these in these holiday times. Um, You know, we do, we're being called to be very intentional and creative and that may not be such a bad thing. You might be surprised on what um, what might come this holiday season. So just know that even though you may live alone and you may feel alone, that we want you to know you're part of this community. We honor truly anything that you're, you're feeling and hope that 
you will feel some connection and love and gratitude. Those are beautiful words. Thank you so much, Kelly. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. Happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and we will catch you next time. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode. You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note, we've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.